Welcome to the Alberta Wedding Podcast, a platform for Alberta wedding professionals and couples to connect, learn, and share ideas. I'm your host, wedding videographer Kevin Marr. With over 100 weddings behind me, I'm your guide to all things weddings in this great province of ours. Well, this is a very special week here on the Alberta Wedding Podcast. I've taken the show on the road here, and I am so excited to be at Diamond in the Rough here, just outside of Sundry. And I've got Bev and Leah here. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. This is uh, this is a lot of fun. I've shot a couple times here, including last year with uh, Victoria and London's wedding. And I always love coming back here because it's such a unique space. And when I was thinking about having a venue on the podcast, you were definitely up there on the top of the list. So uh, thanks for having me. Let's go back in time. I'm really curious to know how this all came about because I know there's a storied history here. This is a family-owned and run uh, business here. But perhaps, Bev, you want to you know, uh, let the listeners in on how this all came about? So I actually grew up here at Diamond in the Rough. My parents bought it. It'll be 50 years next year, the farm. Originally, it was called Diamond in the, or Lost Diamond Ranch. Um, my mom had lost the big diamond in her wedding ring when she was making bread. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was Lost Diamond Ranch. We did have elk for a while, so it was Diamond in the Rough. and oh, uh, Diamond in the Rut. Diamond in the Rut, sorry. And uh, now we're Diamond in the Rough. Um, The idea came about with our youngest daughter. She had some weddings the year before COVID, and uh, they were all scheduled for weekday weddings because there was no availability. And she came home and asked, what would it take to do a wedding venue? And I was like, I'm still community hall kind of thought process. And I'm like, wedding, what? (laughs) So everybody was home helping us calving at the time. It was uh, in April, and we kind of started tossing ideas around and thought, well, maybe a tent venue in the lawn. And what about the barn? Because the barn is our calving barn. And what if we expand on it? So nobody could sleep that week. Everybody was excited, excited. guys included. Everybody was thinking all the different opportunities that we could have with it. So when the cows went to pasture in June, the corrals came down. And when they came home in the fall, they went to the auction mart and the the barn went up. So we went all in, but it's been great. The people, it's a happy time for people. Yes, there's stress, um, but we find because we're almost like a destination wedding location, once the people get here and they get unloaded, the stress just melts away. I think that's the hardest thing for them is to get everything organized and get it here. And then it just kind of relaxes. We do one day events. Um, but our most popular is the three-day. They'll uh, come in on the Friday, generally. We do weekday weddings as well. But they'll come in on the Friday, unload all their stuff. We do set up for them if they want, or they do it themselves. If they want us to, they'll just set up a, you know, their table setting, and we'll just go from there. And then they can do the rehearsal. They can have a rehearsal dinner um, and just enjoy the property. And second day, they'd have their their wedding and third day often they'll have a, a brunch and, and once they, they, can clean once they up recover from the up. night before yeah, <laughs> yeah that too yeah, yeah. That I too, think a sure. big I think a big thing was like at the time like mo- like there's four of us kids and mom and dad were like this like the house specifically like should we be downsizing what should we be doing 
And it was kind of Lacey's idea to have the venue. And then it kind of snowballed into like including the house because the house is so special to our family that we couldn't imagine like selling or something for mom and dad to to downsize. And so we wanted to like be able to share that with with people. And it's for sure been like, I think sometimes it's the highlight of of the weddings is having the house because it is so unique and so special. And I know for for us, it's so cool to see people's reactions when they come in because you don't really it is truly a diamond in the rough like you don't really know how cool it is until you walk in the doors so I'm glad you brought that up because like I'm really curious you know for anyone that like has never been here or seen any photos or videos how would you describe place like we're in what would be considered like the bridal suite area but it's not it doesn't look like your typical bridal suite so not everyone knows we do have a log home and it was one that my mom had designed. The logs came from Western Rocky Mountain House, and we did hand peel them. And I can say we, because I did actually <laughs> get to participate some. I wasn't very old at the time. but um, And then three log builders from Mamio Beach came and put it up. Everything was hand-scribed. It's all done with a chainsaw and an axe. Um, so it is very... It's a true log home. Yeah, yeah, very much so. It is two levels, um, almost 3,000 square feet. Uh, we do have accommodation for uh, up to 24 people. So that in itself basically will house most any wedding party, you know, families, however you want to set it up, it's it's here. But it is something that has been in the family um, because it was very unusual at the time. Everybody asked me, how do you feel about having strangers in your house? <laughs> and I'm like... We grew up that way. There would be people would come from Calgary to come just see the, the log work. They were thinking about building a house or whatever. We were farther away, so people would come and stay here often. So we've always had people around. And like Leah said, it is nice to be able to share, share it. It's something I'm very proud of my parents for having had this. I'm the oldest of six kids, um, so this this is family. We still do have our family Christmases and, and everything here. And it's just um, very special to us. And I think it's really cool too, because the house itself like has a bridal suite. It has um, a huge dining room where you can have like the brunch or rehearsal dinner. We have two large decks, so lots of photo opportunities. We have the groom suite. We have a poker table and a pool table downstairs for the guys. And we have like the living room where you in the winter can have like log fires in, inside or the hot tub that's right out on the deck. Like it's, it really has everything, a full kitchen. So lots of people love being able, even after my wedding, we, I have a Scottish in-laws and so they wanted to do Scottish breakfast for everybody. So it was like, you have so much room. We got two ovens, like you can cook so much. So it like really works so well. Yeah, the house is so neat and very, very unique. Yeah. And and beyond the house, because there's a lot of land here, when you pull in, it's quite vast. Share with me, like, exactly, you know, maybe some of the unique spots uh, that uh, really make this place a, a diamond in the rough. I think um, when you first pull up the driveway, we've got big 40-foot spruce trees that line the driveway. That's been a very popular place for photos to have been taken. We have uh, our wedding barn, which is unique in itself. It's uh, gray outside, 
wood looking, but it also has the inside is, is white with chandeliers um, with barn boards. So it, we, the idea of it was to um, make it so you could go chic or you could go rustic or you could do both. Mm-hmm. As far as the property goes, we have a pond that has a water fountain in it. Um, we have a gazebo slash wedding chapel that we got last year um, that we've been adding to. There's several ceremony sites, front yard, we have apple trees, and I think that's one of the things people really enjoy is having so many options. Yeah. As well as for photo opportunities, any of the property is available for photos. We've got lots of um, trees that you can go in. We've got west of the venue is you know, most popular for sunset photos. Yeah. And it's kind of nice. You, we have a big full-length patio on the west side of the venue, and your guests can be out yeah, there horses watching here. the sunset. Do you still have the donkeys here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know the donkeys made uh, a couple cameos in uh, the wedding I did with Victoria in London. Yeah. Um, so that will be forever uh, ingrained in the history for that wedding. Which is, it was quite funny, actually, but... That's Lacey's biggest nightmare. She's like, <laughs> if it hee-haws during my I do, it's like... Which happened to ours. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. pretty near the only one. Yeah. I think that it... Um, so funny. They're unique <laughs> in having them Guess here. Guests love them. They yeah. are entertainment value. We had one group, it was a dad, and he had about six kids, so he was on duty watching all these kids and trying to keep them occupied. And uh, Lacey had mentioned to them that there's apple trees up in the yard, and if they take the apples, the donkeys will come, and and they were entertained for the rest of the afternoon because the donkeys, the horses, everybody loves it. We've got a big white perchin horse that we use as well. Yeah, Yeah, our bow. Yeah. His bow is his name. And uh, He's the star of the show a lot of the time. Yeah. And we do set it up where they can be, there is a paddock that um, surround the house or and we can have them there, or we can have them away if you're not comfortable with having them up. But we haven't had that. Lots are like, can request. we have the big white horse in the background of our photos, like at the ceremony? Because he's just he's he lo- is he's very so gorgeous. Dark. And he's, he's like, yeah, you know, get get my best angle. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he loves it uh, now for sure. But like, we have over a quarter section, just mm-hmm. over, and we really don't have any neighbors for a long Half ways. Long. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is. There has been like an increase of like new venues have popped up over the years, especially like right before COVID, like or in around that time uh, in 2020, like there seemed to have been like, you know, an onslaught of new venues popping up. And and one of the things that, you know, has been, I would say, maybe a hot topic in certain areas is, you know, neighboring um, residents Mm -hmm. that is like, you know, we've lived here for so long and we didn't sign up for this to have like, a party every weekend in the summer next door. So in, in your guys' situation, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So we yeah. did we did make the effort with our neighbors as well. When we were applying for everything, we went to them ahead of time, talked to them about what we were doing, what we had planned. Um, we got support letters so from them. I yeah. think with the distance, it makes you know a big dis- big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to accommodate any concerns. You know, we've got. The highway, we've got a sign marking it's two kilometers so that they're not dropping in to the neighbors on the way. We've got signage, you know, both ends. So I think we've been tried to be very accommodating to them and keeping them feeling that they were included. So I think that helps too. I think it really helps too, like for couples to know, like we don't have noise restrictions, like there isn't anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, 
it's very remote, but also like it's intimate and private. So you don't have to worry that, you know, about any of those things, right? It's literally like a little sanctuary. It feels like kind of, yeah, like secluded. So it's really, truly like an experience that they get to have without like the stress of, of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And, and I remember like before we uh, we started uh, recording, uh, we were talking about like community over competition mm-hmm. and how you've been able to build some strong relationships with other venues. You want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, um, we just, they've all been so supportive. Like, I don't feel like there's been any competition. Like, even for us, like, we had a lot of things that we, like, learned as we were building this. Like, this was, you know, our first venture. We all have full-time jobs outside of this. So we leaned on some of the other venues for advice or, like, how they did certain things or what kind of, like, even just, like, package structure worked for them. And everybody is so, like open to sharing and so like it's the it's a community in itself I find like sometimes we will reach out if we there's a certain situation that we've come up on and how to mitigate it as easily as possible and maybe another venue has experienced something similar so I find that like it's there we haven't had that we haven't even felt like there's competition at all like everybody is so welcoming and there is not enough venues for everyone too right Right. like there is there is couples getting married all of the time right so there is there's lots to share there's a big enough pie oh yeah and you know for me in the uh, videography scene it's i'm a strong proponent of that as well is you know it's we all all need to you know help each other and elevate Mm -hmm. um, because the the minute we start like really looking at each other as competition and trying to undercut each other. No one wins in that situation. And unfortunately, like, it's, for me, a a lot of it goes back to your why. Like, why did you get into this? And obviously, like, it's a business, you know, we're trying to make a living here. But, you know, it goes beyond that. Like, you know, and I think most of us that get into this are, we love to give, we love to serve. And it's all about, like, how can we elevate the industry, you know, in in whatever way we can, right? And whether you're a venue, a florist, a photographer, a makeup artist, you know, I think the more we all come together and help each other out, I think the better we're all at. And that's one of the reasons why I did start the podcast was because I saw a void where I can definitely, you know, use my voice and and my connections that I've made over the years to help bring this community even closer together uh, because Alberta is quite big, very vast and... uh, and uh, it's a very fast-paced industry as well. And it, it's easy to, you know, fall into those little silos because we get so busy, in, especially in the last probably two years, um, you know, after, you know, all the COVID restrictions, you know, were lifted. Like, everyone's just been going bonkers. And I think, you know, this year is going to be probably a little closer to pre-pandemic, uh, you know, levels when it comes to how many weddings there are. But... Speaking of COVID, like how, how how were you able to maneuver through that time? Because you were also just starting out, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. really, like your COVID weddings were probably like your first, yeah. first yeah. weddings. So you were ready to open when June. COVID hit. Yeah, yeah. great timing. Yeah. Honestly, like in certain ways, like for sure it was like a little more probably stressful for mom and dad financially. But I think for our vision of what we wanted, like, 
you know, as the kids, it was able to like come to fruition a little bit more. We were able to take time and like really plan certain things out. It was, we did before COVID had happened, had a big push to get everything ready for June 1st, 2020. And when that kind of happened and things did slow down a bit, um, we were able to kind of be like, oh, this vision of like, for example, the wine barrels, like dad has spent 10 hours a barrel, like perfecting them and sanding them and oiling them and like puts... Over 200 screws going each barrel. Yeah. And so he like was able to make sure those were perfect. Like that's just kind of one example or just able to do those little jobs, like build the back deck around the hot tub. Like that, there was no deck there before. So we really wanted to like have that. And we were just, yeah, it gave us a bit of time to really perfect like our kind of our image and the things that we like had envisioned. But then we also found like couples, it was a time that we kind of felt like together as well. Like Lacey was a COVID bride and she like was trying to get married. Oh gosh, like four or five times. And so she'd be giving a tour and the bride would be like crying because, you know, things got canceled and then they didn't have a date. And so then we really tried to help with discounts and being very flexible with like cancellations or transferring dates. And there was a time Lacey's like, it's okay. I was crying earlier because my wedding's postponed too. We're all just taking turns. Yeah. Like we just really shared in that like really hard experience. And so, um, and then on the other side of it, like, I think because we were really understanding and flexible and tried to work with couples, like through this really hard time as best as we could, like that got out and lots of couples, you know, I think we got a little bit of a really good reputation that because of that, we were really able to Yeah, to accommodate and be flexible. And we still, and then that became very important to us moving forward. So like as a family, we want couples to have an experience of like what we would expect. And so um, it kind of has just like carried forward for us. There's three of you that got married last year here. Yeah. (laughs) You want to touch on that? Or or Bev, how how was it like from from one perspective being the, the venue owner, but two the mother of the bride, <laughs> and you've got three weddings. So it was good in that we'd been doing in the wedding business, and I knew what the pitfalls were and what to watch for and what we needed to remember, like who's going to look after the coffee and all those small details um, that can become big during the day. <laughs> but uh, for me, it was a bit of a whirlwind. We rem- I remember the days by the dress that I was wearing. Seasons two, Leah got married in the winter. We are at year-round venue, so we are able to do that as well. And then I had May and a June. So between January and June, we had the three. But having the advantage of ha- not having to do a lot of moving around and having the house here, and and we do have the camping as well, that took a lot of pressure off for the bridal party especially, I think. Um, we did get booted out a couple times because <laughs> 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 it was bridal party. Um, but no, it was... it's. Um, it was it was enjoyable, for sure. And lots of like, I guess all all three of us like our in laws are from further away, and so dad 
we do have a shuttle as well, like agreement with the community, with Sundry community. And um, so, and with the hotel, like they just love us as well. And dad will like, that is his favorite thing is to like shuttle the guests back and forth. And so like even my in-laws were in town and like just the convenience of like not having to stress about any detail, like everything um, we, we've really tried to to cover between camping, which is a big thing for mm. for a lot of people. Um, Especially being as remote as you are, right? Exactly. And then having the house on site that can sleep so many people and then having the shuttle, like just so many things we really tried to. And I think when we had our weddings, we actually got to be like, this really works so well. Yeah. Like we experienced it firsthand when planning it and designing it we're like I think this will work like this is will be a a good plan or a good idea but then actually getting to like live your day that way and it was so perfect like anything surprise you along the way like through the whole process like all three had very different weddings they we do have several locations for ceremony sites they all pick totally different spots to have it I imagine that was strategic too like did you all just get like get the pick and choose like oh, I want it this location you can't have this location <laughs> I think Lacey Landon <laughs> did that a little bit yeah, but yeah. because I was in January I knew my ceremony had to be inside and I think there's only been two mine and one other a New Year's Eve wedding we had once so yours was in the barn it was inside yeah, yeah. I just like could not risk like a January in Alberta you just <laughs> so don't know what to expect even though we got plus five our wedding day was beautiful and then it was like minus 35 two days later and we were off to Mexico That's but about right I think that was maybe a little bit of something where, like, how is the flow of, like, c- ceremony transfer into reception in the same space? Mm-hmm. Um, and how, like, a grand entrance would work and how, like, tables. And because I really wanted to be involved in, like, the decorating and stuff. And we were able to just, like, pivot. And because it is, like, family owned and operated I was like dad can we like hang a curtain here and he's like oh yeah no problem we got that like we can and I think that's the the cool thing about um us is that we can be creative because it is our own and so it worked out really really well we hung a curtain we've kept that and then just like my family kind of flipped things for us and it was like perfect while we were doing photos was there anything that you would have done differently or and I'm kind of putting you on the spot yeah, here. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, the one thing that we forgot to cut the cake. <laughs> that was like, until it was like uh, 10.30. Yeah, midnight snack now, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't think so. It really like worked out so good. Like, I don't think so. The only thing that I kind of was like about having a January wedding was that I couldn't have guests camping. Right. And like, so that getting to experience that with Lacey and Landon's weddings, I was like, oh, that's like such a cool and fun atmosphere. Like even when the venue is like closed for the night, you can come up to the house and have a fire if you want. Like, so it's not like, oh, the doors are shut. You're out. You still can like continue on and that like experience can go as long as the couple wants. Was January right? always like like your goal? Is like I'm having a January wedding or it just kind of happened? So my husband's in the RCMP. And so we were like winter with like the red surge would look so unique. And then when we had the venue, it's like I really wanted it to be different because we see weddings all the time. And so I just wanted to have like a unique experience. And so we're like January and we have kind of a a special thing. We pick the date based on like a kind of a 
Viking tradition. Okay. So had to do with like following the full moon. And so that's like kind of a led you there. Yeah, that's why we picked that date. But yeah, it was uh it worked out really, really good though. I don't think I would change it because it was such a special and our weather, like we got really, really lucky. <laughs> yeah. So you've been at this for what say is this your third season? Is this your third going to your third season? I'm curious to know, going like into our fourth. Is fourth? it our fourth? Yeah, we had three weddings. The oh, that's COVID, right. COVID we did. Year. Okay. Then half yeah. full, and then last yeah. year was. So, what are some of the, like the um, the bigger less lessons you've learned? You know, since those early stages, um, is there anything that stands out that you feel like you've really uh, grown into, or uh, maybe just really? improved you know certain processes because obviously i mean we're not going to know everything you know when we start out sometimes it's a, a trial by error you know and uh, i'm curious to know if, if, if there's anything that really stands out for you that you feel like you've really elevated the experience for your uh, couples and and i know you mentioned uh, before we started the podcast that you rent this uh house out as an airbnb as well and so I'm curious to know just, um, was there anything that stood out for you that? I think in the beginning, we were very focused on what we were doing. And I think as time went and and you get more comfortable with what you're doing, I think it's, um, and it was important at that time too, but I think we were just more tunnel visioned. I think listening to what the people have to say listening to which my husband is great because he's the <laughs> social butterfly oh, at yes. the event we do bartend Hence as, the shoulder he's <laughs> yeah. like it's, yeah. it's a party bus yeah <laughs> we do bartend as well um and uh so you get to hear what people are enjoying and what they're liking and mm-hmm. so you kind of pick up on that i know myself um i do the majority of the tours and the history is important to people they like the small stories that come with it and and being able to share about the donkey that was used for the one photo shoot when they when they loaded him with uh he had a what do you call it saddlebags on and they loaded yeah. him with beer and yeah. so those different kinds of things so that sharing that opening up and sharing more with people I think yeah. has been good yeah. they get more comfortable with you yeah it's not like your cookie cutter wedding like if there's like a certain request that we get like dad especially he's like I'll make it happen like it's really important that people get to have like those special moments that are unique. Yeah, exactly. Like we had one couple who she really wanted to have her horse here. So we set up a little stable for her so she could have her horse here. Like those things we understand like how important and personal like a wedding really is. And so if they're, you know, we are pet friendly, lots of people want to have, you know, their dogs be a part of it. We're so open. Like we are a farm, right? Like we welcome that. And, but yeah, I think that's the one thing that is just to be flexible and to really, you know, just hear what's important to people and yeah, make it work. Yeah. We've had like a bull, what's the mechanical bull? We've had that a yeah. couple of times. Like we're like, sure, set it up here and like, let her go. Like possibly go wrong. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Mix that yeah. with some, uh, some yeah. liquor and some yeah. liquid courage. Yeah. yeah. But like <laughs> people, like we'll get those kind of special requests and we're like, if we can make it work, we will do it. Yeah. And I guess you, with your location and not having to worry about the neighbors, as, as you mentioned before, 
you you do have a lot more flexibility, whereas some other venues, you know, are limited in the sense where like, you know, as much as we would love to be able to do something, you know, we can't because of whatever reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're really fortunate that way for sure. Yeah. I'm curious to know, uh, so you've been doing this for a few years. What are, what are some common questions that, you know, when you get these inquiries coming in, Leah, I know you you do, do you do the bulk majority of the uh, emails? Email, I do all the emails, the social media, um, booking the tours on top of my full-time job. Um, yeah, so I think lots of times, like, it's hard to capture um, a bit on social media about how much we have here. Yeah. And so we do get some questions about, like, um, camping, like, what is, is there accommodations on site, like... Often about uh, other vendors, yeah, so whether caterers yeah. or flowers, whatever's local, close in the yeah. area, yeah. Um, which we do have a vendors list on our website. So if anybody has anything that they want to add to it, please contact us and we will be happy to do that. Yeah, that's a big one because like we've really built like such a community like with Sundry, but like even further, like we've had people all the way from Calgary, Edmonton for vendors specifically, but some, some couples are like, Oh, do you have like a really good local caterer? And so like we've worked with so many. And so we get lots of questions like that, or they're, if they're really looking for like a specific style of, you know, flowers or whichever, like we've been able to to work with that but generally like I think we love to just like book a tour come out let's like experience the place exactly yeah. right yeah really see it in person because it um it doesn't it's hard to I think something we haven't touched on is we do have a rental suite mm -hmm. so our garage we've transformed yeah. it to look like the venue the walls are painted white and we got barn board and chandeliers and tables set up in there but we've got all types of rentals that are available so if a bride is here and she goes through and she sees stuff that she likes great Leah sends out a checklist that they can check off whatever they want to use. We have it at the venue ready for them when they get here. Um, but the other thing that I think is a, is a big support is if they get here and they get their table set oh, up and it doesn't really look like you know, <laughs> yeah. what they're wanting yeah. or they forgot something, yeah. it's available here. It's right on site. So you can just grab it for That's them. Huge. It's on yeah. site. Yeah. So it means less returns for them, but less stress in their setup and stuff. Yeah. I think, that well. does happen lots where they like will come and set up and be like, oh, this, there's a piece missing here. So we'll just you know, help them. They can come up, help themselves, like see if they can, That that's happened mm -hmm. lots. Or yeah, like easels are a big thing. People don't think, oh, I want to sign, but you don't think of the, all it's of like, this. It's like, how am I displaying this sign, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, that happens almost every wedding that there's like, oh, I could really use that candle holder or something. You're yeah. talking before about uh, a comic thing that's happened and one of them would be probably the bride, the day of the wedding, she, they're all ready and they're getting their flowers all lined up. And she's like, I forgot my throwaway bouquet. She didn't order one. She totally, completely forgot right. about yeah. it. So that was a little bit of a schmoz, but we just went to the yep. <laughs> went to the shop and grabbed. We had a bouquet there that she used and the way yeah. she awesome. went. But, uh, so she got to keep her own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's okay. We lost the, my uh, corsages for my Christmas. <laughs> For There's always day. some casualties always, on the day, always. right? Yeah. yeah. But nothing breaks the day. Yeah. It just no. changes it a bit. Yeah. Is price something that does come up uh, in those initial conversations? I know you guys have a wide variety of um, services that you offer. 
And so there's not there's not really like three options. You know, there's it's almost like uh, the cheesecake ca- cafe where there's like yeah. We basically um, have designed it around high season and low season because we are year round. Um, we also have different packages, so a one day, two day, three day. Um, like I'd mentioned before, three day has been our permanent. Uh, I think ninety five percent of the time, probably. Um, but we do the others as well. We've had weekday um, ones, and I think it was really important to us that we, if somebody really wanted to get married here, and like we had to work within a budget, that, that there was a way we could make it happen. Whether it was instead of having a weekend, we could move it to a weekday, yeah. or if instead of like three days, we could like do two days with like an additional time um, for rehearsal, or maybe we didn't. Like, because we can set up and take down. Those are places that, like, help people within their budget that they just, like, have family rally around to do, like, the cleanup. Or So we really tried to make it customizable so that it wasn't just, like, because everybody's situation. It's not one shoot that fits all, Exactly. Right? Even, yeah. even the house. They don't have to rent the house if they don't want. Yeah. Um, it is $1,000 for the house. But we look at it, it does sleep 24 people, so you figure that out, and it's pretty reasonable. Um, that, that's that's just for the, like, overnight? Yeah, for yeah. the overnight for the house. But they still have access to the house, you know? They can have access. And that's included. Yeah, for as far as the get-ready suits yeah. and yeah. stuff, they can have that. Um, that's part, you know, a separate thing as well. As far as price ranging, I think it's 8500 to 14000 is kind of top to bottom. We do have intimate packages as well, yeah. like that go down to like around three thousand. So if they just want to come here for half a day and have a ceremony, yeah, um, yeah, you have flexibility there. Totally, yeah. yeah. We really wanted to try to capture what anybody's vision could be for their day. Yeah. And how many? I know I'm again putting you on a spot here, but how many weddings on average have you been doing each year? Like last year was twenty four, I believe. Or 26. 26 maybe with the weekday ones. Yeah. Um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Last year was a that, lot. Is, that was, was, that, was that like that the was absolute like max? Is like, max. Because, it, again, like you said, it's not like one day. Like a lot of times they're coming for three days. So there's only so many, so many weekends, weeks, weekends yeah. in the year, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, this year, most of our weeks are booked. We yeah. do have... Um, a few still. Yeah. Long weekends we have available, yeah. um, which that can be used wedding... I mean, we do family reunions, that kind of stuff as well. So, um, no, I think I think around like between fifteen and twenty, like is what we'll have this year. But we do, yeah, we open it up like even beyond weddings. So, like if you know we have availability for Airbnb, or we're also on Verbo or VRBO, and yeah, family reunions. I'm having like a work retreat. Like, there's all kinds of fun stuff that we can do. Yeah, and you have such a vast space here that you can have, you know, you know, various activities. You know, lawn games or whatever. You know, yeah. you got camping here, as as you've mentioned, and so they're like the the options are endless here. Obviously, this is a wedding podcast, and we're going to talk about weddings. But beyond that, I mean, if you're just looking for a getaway, I mean, this house is so dang cute. Like, I mean, it's just like it's, it's got so much character to it, and I love the fact that it's been in the family for coming up to you know five dec- decades now, right? So, what are kind of backtracking here a little bit, but um, because we we're talking about like obviously questions that you know couples tend to ask you are there any like red flags that you know couples should be aware of when they are in that process of looking 
because they're not just going to be looking at your venue. They're going to be looking at a number of other venues. And is there anything that maybe they should be asking or be aware of or things that are like, mm, that seems a little like shady? Mm-hmm. I don't really know because we haven't had feedback. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a couple of situations in the past of other venues that there was kind of controversy over the deposits. I think that's kind of Especially leveled during out. COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I think yeah. that's leveled yeah. out. That was an issue during COVID, which was really hard. Yeah. Um, but I think that's basically leveled out. You might get a hee-haw during your ideas. No. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> one thing I thought of is that because we're a bit more remote, if like the, we've had to do a couple like to town runs for the couples because they they didn't have enough mix or something in their bar. So like just kind of, factoring in like that we're 20 minutes from town so um those last minute things that we forget about or whichever that just to kind of factor in that like our location maybe mm-hmm. um so we, we're saying that we're kind of isolated and that we are in a sense that you feel very isolated when you're here it's very like a, it's the destination but we're really only an hour and 10 minutes to the airport to Calgary. We're really only, it's just under 20 minutes to, to Sundry. Um, we do have the local store that we've had. You know, okay, we need an make, extra bottle of... They know you we quite well. More, yeah. We point. need more ice or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Ice, we yeah. can, it's five minutes down the road. Yeah. So there are, it, it has that feeling, but we aren't um, closed off. I think that's, yeah, that's the other thing. Like there's been a couple of times where, but usually there's enough of us here that if like, somebody's bartending like that's just happened yeah. where yeah we oh we're out of ice so one of us will just whip to town yeah. for there's always there's always yeah. somebody on site yeah. um and we're as visible as you want us to be we will be right in there helping you set up or we can be in the summertime we have our fifth wheel that's our home away from home and <laughs> we can get a text we need extension cords well we'll be we're right yeah, there so you're on site always you. but you're not like hovering over and- yeah I mean, you're letting people to, you know, just enjoy the space. and Yeah. But you're there just in case. Yeah. The bartending, we do love. We That's love kind it. Of our, it's kind What's of your favorite our, drink to make? My favorite drink to make? Um, apparently, I make a good Caesar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's Dad called? The purple? What's the purple? Purple haze? Purple gas. Purple gas, yeah. Well, like, I don't know. It's an old drink of, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. But he thinks it's so funny. Somebody will order it, and it's probably like... He gets all giddy. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, that's purple gas. Yeah. yeah. He loves it. So, yeah. So, we do, with that, our enjoyment comes from seeing the celebration, seeing the so happiness. Fun. You know, and the guests just love it yeah. too. Like, it's. So, that's, that's a lot of fun for us. Has that been like an aspect of like running a venue that maybe you didn't expect that it was going to have such a profound like impact on you? Definitely. We, um, to be, for example, if, if we are bartending, you know, through the evening, people often realize that we are the owners. Um, yeah, they don't always know. Don't right? always yeah. know. Um, so th- so, so that's, that, that's a good thing, so right? Then you, yeah. get to, yeah. you get really true, honest, like, yeah. opinions. Or those. So what do you think of those things? So we do get to kind of share background and that type of stuff. But an example I would give is my mom comes here. She's often our third bartender. Um, she is 70. Almost five? Um, no, six. Six? Um, she, oh, yeah. She loves she it. She absolutely loves it. Life she loves, party. Oh, yeah. She loves seeing the people enjoying what was her, her, their place, their home. Yeah. Like, that's got to yeah. be such a unique 
experience for her because I mean, shoot, uh, this yeah, was their place. Their this legacy. was their, yeah. you know, to start with. And and imagine like all those years ago, never in their wildest dreams did they ever think that no. um, they'd be uh, no, bartending a wedding, you know, <laughs> yeah. for their. I know, and I think that's a, such a cool like story is that we take so much pride in it because of where it came from, right? And just, yeah, for grandma, like, it's so, she just loves it and she lights up and, like, if you need a linen ironed, she will do it, like. It's a workhorse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah. Keeps her young, too, I think. Yeah. Like, she's out here all the time and, yeah, it's pretty cute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the process when someone does inquire and like, how are you able to guide them through to like their wedding day and perhaps even like post wedding day? Because obviously there's like the cleanup, you know, you have camping here. Maybe can you give me just a quick yeah, little breakdown? We or? kind of like, we'll, we'll take um, inquiries from like any like avenue. So most of the time it's email, but we get Facebook messages, Instagram messages, like phone calls, phone calls like where we'll take a, a consult from anybody, like, in, in, in any way. And then usually people are just like, we want to book a tour. That's, mm-hmm. like, their first thing is they want to come out and they want to see it. And so we are very open and flexible for tour days. Like, if there's a date and time that works for them, we'll make it work for them. So we don't just do tours, like, on a Monday or anything. It's any time. We don't want to restrict, like, because we do know we're, we're usually a drive for people to come out and see. So we do our best to like work around their schedule. They'll come out and the mom's usually the one doing the tours. Um, so you're working now. all this work for your mom. I know. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, we used to when, uh, like when I was here more, but mom now does all of the tours. And then if they have any, or every once in a while, dad'll do one. And you're like, he'll just Is say. Is he mixing drinks? Like, no. here, I have my purple gas on the, uh, uh, let's walk the, yeah. the grounds. Well, to yeah. give you an idea, when I do a tour, it's right around an hour. When yeah. Murray joins me, oh, it's he's a chatter. And a half. He's yeah. a chatter. So, yeah. I love it. But, um, I love it. But no, he's, there's several that are capable to do it, but I generally do it. And we go through every, go through the barn, you know, look at all the different wedding locations, take them through the, the rental suite that we have and then into the house so they get a full view of everything I roughly will go over with them you know what the process is payment has you know 120 days prior is when it's due you know two thousand dollar security deposit or deposit to hold it and that's those are pretty standard processes through all the venues Um, insurance that kind of thing we discuss all of that then when they leave um, they talk it over and then generally they'll get back to Leah Mm. Yeah, and we usually are pretty flexible because lots of couples, you know, they want to look at a few different venues, mm-hmm. right? And so we know how quickly things book, and so we will hold a date with uh, no money down or anything. To We'll just hold a date for seven days, um, which will give them time to check out a couple different venues or discuss with family or come for a second tour. Like we've had a few where like, oh, my husband's working or my fiance is working away and we want him, he wants to come see it. Gives them time knowing that their date's secured without having to like stress about like paying. Yeah, they don't need any more stress, right? Exactly. So we do do that a lot. And um, and then usually we 
we'll hear like if they want a book and we'll take the deposit, we'll do contracts. And then the, the fun part begins, like getting to plan all of those details. Usually about four months before, that's when we start like doing all of the the final details and like what arch do you want? Are you bringing their own arch? What ceremony location do they want? Just starting to kind of like bring in those those kind of plans and details. Do they want to book the shuttle? Do they want like how many campers? That kind of stuff we start to wrap in, but we're always open any questions along the way or if they want to come out. There's no limit on how many tours. I think Victoria was here like seven times before the big day. So we're super open to that. Like it's their day. We we want it to feel like it's theirs, right? And so not just like come and, and go. We want it to to have really be a really cool and good experience for them. Make it their own. Exactly. Yeah. How far out do couples typically book with you? Like is there I mean, you've been doing this we for a have, few years now? We have 2024 20, bookings now. Okay. Um, generally, it's 18 months, year to six months, that that range. So, sounds um, about right. Yeah. 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 We've then, had like a three-weeker out. <laughs> yeah. We have had two, two short notice yeah. ones. Um, Those are always a little uh, fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But because everything's here, we can make it happen. Yeah. Right? Like we, we really could fully decorate a whole wedding with what we have for rentals and linens and like arches and like but even as is like i find like with your spaces you don't need to bring a lot of decor you can if you want but you don't need to because the the backdrop is why you're coming here and it really is what i think really is the not the necessarily the why but it's i think it really yeah it's definitely the draw and um, sometimes going the simplistic route is, uh, you know, lets the, the venue breathe. Yeah, and we've had lots, like, either dress it up, like, very, very different. Mine probably was one of the biggest, actually, that was very different. I had, like, emerald green and golds, and um, but you can have it just, like, a simple white, and it's still, like, so breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, we each, the three of us, anyways, had very different tastes, and so it was really cool. We, like Mackenzie and Lana was more rustic and Lacey's was more like elegant and mine was like way more colorful probably. Yeah. And um, the colors are popping, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you really don't need a lot either because it's just so pretty the way that it is. Yeah. So you mentioned that uh, you've got about uh, 15 to 20 weddings this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how's this year shaping up for you? And is there anything that you're really looking forward to about this season in comparison to see last year? I think we are getting more, um, we're at the point now that we're making small changes to stuff. Like, for example, we changed all the doors in the upstairs of the house. Those are little details that we're able to do now that we weren't able to do before because we were so busy. Um, We want to stay in the house. We've got, there is a weekend that's available that we've blocked off now for ourselves that we can get that done. So that, that is nice to have that feeling that it's a little bit more, level paced. We're like, yeah, we're and we're more experienced in it too. Mm-hmm. So like it's not as stressful for us because we really have had a like such a routine that it's smooth sailing. We know like kind of can anticipate where like bumps or hiccups are going to be and how to like mitigate them as well as like just yeah, getting to like fine tune those those projects that we want to do, but just yeah, I think like we've really just like yeah, 
ironed out all the crinkles and we just kind of know like it's a well oiled machine now. Exactly. Right? Like it's well, a lot of there's still room for <laughs> <laughs> always room for improvement. There's always room, but we have a really good support base. We're very family um orientated. We've got four kids, they've all been involved in it. Um and our kids are like twenty-seven to thirty-five now. So they're not kids, but they are to us. Mm-hmm. Um but all of my sisters, cousin comes and yeah. And cleans. My mom and my sisters, they come help whenever it's needed. Um, my cousin from Saskatchewan, she comes out through the summer one week every other week. And uh, she's my right-hand go-to girl. So with that, you know, and and Murray, he's able to change his work shift through the summer. So yeah. he's able to be here lots mm-hmm. too. Yeah, he, it works so well. Yeah, it takes him, um, I think he said it's from beginning to end, 12 hours to mow the lawn. Yeah. So it's, crazy. it's yeah, there's, there's so that's a job space. on its own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. But he's like the happiest lawnmower like ever. <laughs> it kills me. He's yeah. so fun. Yeah. He loves it. it. But yeah. Yeah. It'd be really cool if we're looking really down the road here is like this has been passed down already to see perhaps maybe, you know, Lacey or yourself or anyone else like just pass that down to your kids and seeing just the yeah we've kind of talked about it like here and there like what what the future does hold and because it's been in our family so so long like what what it would look like and they've talked about it I know the kids themselves like in the land and our oldest son lives um, at Grand Prairie so him not so much but um Landon are the son and the girls you know what what would it look like what could how could we do it make it um, work who would manage and right. that type of thing. So there has been discussion of it. Yeah, it's so special to to us as a family, but as a, like even a greater family, like our aunts and uncles and cousins. Like it's a very special place to us. Um, it's a legacy, mm-hmm. and probably because like our like my grandpa, mom's dad, had passed away a month before this idea came. So like even in that sense, it's really special yeah because yeah. i we know how proud he would be that it's uh changed so much and it's so pretty and there's so much pride that like is here and how much like fun and enjoyment happens every weekend like that's really special to us too but yeah like it's for sure for sure like it's not it, there is a long game now right yeah. where when we were designing it it was an idea to you know kind of take a step back from farm work, which is, weddings are way more fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. we touched on this um, before. I want to definitely uh, circle back to it, but uh, before we uh, say goodbye, um, but is there any more, like, funny stories, like, that maybe from your own wedding that oh. you had here? Uh, I know why. PG rated? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Bo, our horse, for sure, is, like, a very, yeah. a very big draw, like, and he's so calm and quiet. And so my husband was in his reg surge. All of his groomsmen were in kilts. Mm-hmm. And one was very adamant he wanted to ride Bo, which he... Which Bo is an 18-2 person horse. horse. <laughs> um, and, but he's rideable, yeah. right? But uh, so Alan climbs up and dad's holding in him. Kilt. In his kilt. Of Thank course. goodness he was not traditional. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been a little cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so my dad thought it would be funny to trot him a little bit. And Alan, like, 
he fell off, and Bo, like, it was, like, almost a disaster. But everything ended up, like, being fine, and it was caught on video. So, like, it is, that was probably... And that's the key part, right? Like, it's it's documented. It is, yeah. yeah. And it is one thing we had to, like, share. And it was so, like, in the moment, it was a little terrifying, and I was standing there, like, oh, oh, no, we're going to go to the hospital. Like, um, but in hindsight, like, such a funny story. Yeah. I don't know. I think not so much funny story, but I think it's really unique to see how small the world is mm-hmm. because there's hardly a wedding goes by that somebody doesn't know somebody. Or, for example, the girls were in 4-H and they've got their 4-H exchange twins here in Ontario. They've stayed friends all these years and a friend of theirs ended up being here. Yeah. Not... Yeah. No connection. Like as a us. guest. Yeah, just, just as randomly, a guest. like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like talking to them back in Ontario at home, going to a wedding at Diamond in the Rough. And my friend Sarah's like, Really? Well, I know. I, I've actually been in two weddings there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it is a small world. You do enough weddings here. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's bound to happen. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, how, how can people uh, find you? I mean, obviously, you're, you're outside Sundry, but uh, how can they find you, like, on the social and... Yeah, anyway, so, like, it's all under Diamond in the Rough Venue, both, like, our Instagram, um, our, like, Facebook, email. Email's, for sure, the, the best way to book a tour, like, just Diamond in the Rough Venue at gmail.com. That's how... Um, and we monitor that way outside of business hours. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really, like... Thanks, Leah. Yeah. <laughs> And the website has all the information. Yeah. Um, my yeah. phone number is on there as well, 403-66-0673. Pack it with me all the time. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, Leah, she gets all, like, Leah and I get all the emails. I see all of them, um, but she generally is dealing with them. So, and she's very, very responsive. She gets back. Yeah, that's when quick. we do get good feedback. Oh, thank you for responding, like, so quickly. Like, I know, even for me, when I was a bride, like, that's so important, right, is that, you're brainstorming, you really like want to know what this work with this. And so getting those quick responses is super important. So I like less, there's less than 12 hours we will respond for sure. Yeah. Like if that. So, but emails for sure are the best. But any, any way, any way that somebody can find us, like Google, whichever. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, obviously, you know, having me here. And just like sharing your story, it's been great to, to chat with you again. And I can't wait to come back. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, we thinking so of too. us. Yeah. yeah it's so exciting. special. It's yeah. very cool. You uh, put my nerves on, on the side. They're good. I'm <laughs> good. Good, good. good. I'm <laughs> well, glad. The podcasts are just supposed to be fun and relaxed and just like having a really cool conversation about something people are passionate about, right? So, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. we're happy to share. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Alberta Wedding Podcast. Each week, I will pull back the veil and introduce you to the faces behind the brands that you love in Alberta. Your feedback matters. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review and let me know what you think of this episode. Until next week, stay well and be merry.